0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Good evening. Welcome to Love Logical DNA Not Required. This is Michelle L. Anderson coming to you live from Podcast Detroit Royal Oak Studios. We are looking forward to intriguing and entertaining you every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Let me start today's show by saying thank you for joining our family which is biological by nature, love-logical by choice, DNA not required. Well, hello, hello, hello. Good evening, everyone. This is Michelle L. Anderson, as my intro just stated, and I am excited to be here today, as always. I look forward to my Tuesday podcast And I'm always looking forward to my guests because not only am I reaching out to the Love Logical community, but it also, I learned myself. I learned so much from my guests and I've had people ask me, well, some of your podcasts and everything, are they directly geared toward that Love Logical DNA not required? And I tell them yes, because, you know, truly we're all family but I really like to share topics that can help those within blended families. You have issues within your blended family that you're trying to understand how to bring into the relationship. You have families who are love logically fostering children, and there may be some trauma or different things there within that family. And just hearing the conversations that we have, Those are things that can apply even within the adopted, you know, families of of love, logically adopted children, you know, or or within the spouses and and the wives and all those things can affect the family as far as if there is a trauma. And I want to introduce my guests today and we're going to have a comprehensive conversation about how trauma truly affects your relationships, you know. And I have Claudia Vargas, who was here um, with us last week. Claudia is an advocate within the Hispanic community, and she addresses issues within the Hispanic community. And Claudia and I, we both have the love logical hearts, and we really want to see diversity within our communities. And Claudia, you know, when she said to me that, a lot of the issues that we're having within the African-American community actually mirrors those within the Hispanic community. And we don't realize how, how alike we are that we need Mm. to merge our communities together. I was like, you know what? You are 100% right. So Claudia and I kind of, we built a bridge between the two of our hearts and we are working on a mission of making a difference. And, Kathleen heard, Kathleen reached out to me on Facebook because um, she actually is an advocate within the Brightmoor community area. and she was looking for someone who is an advocate within the community such as she. And she has a passion for um, for reaching out and helping those who have been trafficked and those who have endured trauma in their life and i was just saying that the brightmoor community is taking back their community so they are they're actively addressing trauma by holding classes by holding um sex trafficking trafficking classes, and they're passing out information and everything else. So I have Kathleen Heard on the phone tonight. So hello, Claudia. Hello, Kathleen. How are you two this evening?
0: Hi, Michelle.
2: How are you?
1: I'm doing very well.
2: I'm excited to be here.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Thank you for inviting me.
1: Thank you so much. Um, This is our third, and this is going to be our final um, segment on trauma. And we're talking about trauma and how it affects relationships. And one of the things that I would like to start off with is I got a phone call this week from one of my, my loving cousins. And my cousin was sharing with me that, you know, they, they were recently diagnosed with PTSD. And it comes from um, trauma endured as a child you know, where, you know, the, the parents, significant other, um, treated, treated my cousin very poorly, you know, and the, you know, and it, it has affected him and his relationships. And I look at how the traumas that I endured, You know, early on in my relationships, I had shared that I am a survivor of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a survivor of, you know, verbal abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, you know. And that literally held me back from growing in relationships in my early days, you know, because you automatically put a wall up. And mm-hmm. it also hel- it also hinders you from being able to identify when you have found someone who is truly healthy for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know, what are your thoughts, ladies, about trauma and how it it affects relationships? <laughs> well,
2: uh, yeah, like you said, you know when it all affects m- many of the traumas have a lot to do with the way that you were raised Mm -hmm. or by the way your parents um, taught you um, by the way that they believe um, was the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, And nobody has a guidebook, right? No. Of how to be the right parent. Many of us learn from our own parents. They carry their own traumas. And also, we forget that generation after generation, um, has its own set of rules and its own set of, um, era. And what parents, like, for, for example, for the Hispanic community, um my parents were brought up that if they did something wrong they will hit you in the mouth throw a chancla what we say the shoe oh, and yeah. it will fly and you will be <laughs> you know you will be threatened by a chancla or you will be threatened by a wooden spoon or some sort of uh way to punish you for what they thought was the way to raise you um, here we are in 2019, when we see that as total abuse, and children have much more control uh, over teachers, parents, over parents, parents, yes, over principals, over schools, um, and it's kind of out of control.
1: I think that our children are out of control. What do you think, Kathleen, um, when you think of what Claudia just said?
0: Uh, I totally agree. Uh, Mm. The children are completely out of control, yet we have what she just said. We have what is considered abuse. And back when I was a child, any spanking, whooping that I got, it made me a better person. But now this thing is abuse. And the children are out of control because we cannot get children the way we were hit.
1: You know, what's really what's really funny is when I think of trauma and abuse growing up, spankings, they're not part of what my thought process is. Because I was mm-hmm. spanked. I, I received mm-hmm. spankings. You know, I was one mm-hmm. of those kids that got popped in the mouth you know, and I can laugh at it because that's not the things that really traumatize me. But sometimes when I fuss at mine and everything, they're more sensitive than we were. Mm. They're much more sensitive. And I think that it's because it was placed in their heads that your parents aren't supposed to fuss at you. Your parents aren't supposed this. You know, your parents are supposed to talk to you. You're supposed to do timeout and things like this. And kids Mm -hmm. don't respect their parents like we did because we feared to a certain extent but we it wasn't the type of fear that oh my goodness you're coming my way I'm gonna jump I'm gonna cover my head because you're gonna beat me it was it was the fear of if I don't respect you I'm gonna get my butt whooped and I think that I don't know but it's almost like a double-edged sword so to speak because the generation our parents' generation that spanked us, that popped us in the mouth when we said something you know totally disrespectful to them, that washed our mouths out with soap, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that um told you to go outside and get a switch and braid it yeah. so yeah. they could whoop your butt,
0: yeah,
1: um uh, <laughs> think that 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 generation you know. The only thing that I can say that is really negative about that is, you know, a lot of us really don't know how to have, how to, how to raise our own children without fussing at them or without, you know, it makes it hard. I mean, I don't beat my kids. Or but anything. if you think
2: about it, you know, back in the day, parents were more involved because they also had their rights.
1: Yeah. You know, they yeah. were not
2: afraid of police taking their children away. They right. were not afraid of the All schools right. or social services coming to their home. And at least when my, pa- when my parents raised me up, I don't remember hearing school shootings, I don't remember hearing sex trafficking like I hear it now. And I no. think it has a lot to do with the losing of the control of the children. With how we were raised.
1: Right. Yes. 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 And, well, yes. and oftentimes then you had um, two parents at home. You had yeah. the parents, you know, you had a, I had a stay at home mom. My mother worked when she wanted to. You know, she was she was kind of like Pam on Everybody Hates Chris, you know, except my dad had one job. My mother was like, oh, well, I want to learn how to do this. I think I'll work here for a couple of months so I can learn what I want. And then she kind of went on her wayside and, you know, come on back home. But, you know, I had home cooked meals. Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: had I knew that if I got in trouble in school, Mm -hmm. I knew my mama was coming to school. I mean, mm-hmm. and we would get embarrassed. I mean, mama would show up in rollers and a house coat, you know. Um, parents whoop their children in front of the classroom. Parents, yes, more they involved. Did. Yes, yeah. They did. Teachers, I mean, teachers could whoop your butt in the broom closet.
0: Yes, they could. Uh,
1: <laughs> you know, but we also had respect for each other. Yeah. Yeah. We respected each other. We respected our neighbors. If a neighbor told yeah. you to come here because they caught you doing something, you did not dare tell your neighbor, I'm not coming. You ain't my mama. No. Because no. Now, now you're going to get in trouble for whatever the neighbor saw you do. And you're going to get in trouble for the fact that you sass back at the neighbor. So
0: I didn't even know. I didn't even know my my friends' mothers had first names. No, I didn't know anybody's yes. first name. True. It was Mrs. Whoever. Yes. it was not. Hey, I, my my daughter had a, a little girl that used to come over, and she would say, "Hey, what's up, Kathy?"
1: Oh no! What? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I miss Michelle to little ones. I will say Miss. I, I Miss Michelle is good but I don't like the first name thing with kids either. I no, really don't No, you know, no. but the one thing that I can say is I think that back then, I think there was more domestic violence in the home. There was, there was um, molestation and things amongst the family member. We've talked about that True. where you'd want to mm-hmm. keep, have to keep it quiet. And True. I let it be known that my mother, chase my uncle out the house with a butcher knife and Mm -hmm. I never had to see him again. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we saw and heard arguments and we saw and heard cussing and name calling. But at the same time, we saw how our parents would work together toward making up as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, and in today's world, it's kind of like, if there is a rift or whatever within the household it's almost an automatic assumption that divorce is coming mhm you know do our kids know how to have healthy relationships now do our children know how to even respect their elders now
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah it's, mm, you know we in the hispanic community it's is getting lost um it's it, it it was so much better um and uh it's it's sad that it you know that it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. not like it used to be um but like i said it's it's the generations they move yeah. along and it brings down the good and the bad of
1: yes. yeah. different cultures you know um Go on, go on Miss Kathleen.
0: I, I was going to say that I was just saying the other day that we need to get back to basics with children, something sort of as simple as uh, jacks and, and marbles. and Children nowadays don't know all those, all those kind of things. Those are things in my childhood that kind of invested into me and made me the person that I am. At and time. we don't do that now. I My, my daughter is 34 years old. And I was asking her. uh, I said, "Remember when you used to play Jackson?" She said, "I never played Jack." And I'm thinking, "I didn't make sure you played Jackson. What? 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 You know, that that, that's what we did as children. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, it's the video games, and I, I guess all this rap music and things that kids get so interested in that stops them from actually being children and knowing it, knowing how to." We respectful to other people. You know, they just, they don't get it. They just don't get
1: it. I'm going to say something that a lot of people may not like. So if you don't like it, um, info at lovelogical.com or you can IM me at Michelle L. Anderson or lovelogical on Facebook or Instagram. But one thing that I'm going to say is I think that many of our youth today are traumatized by music, the music that they listen to. I think that they are traumatized by the video games that they play because I think they're traumatized by all of these horror movies that they watch because all of these things have a negative impact on your brain. Yeah. You know, because you're taking in negativity, you know, they're shooting and killing people um, on video games. You know, at a young age, we were saying the other day at a young age, a three year old can sit there and watch their mother, father or or whoever in the house play Grand Theft Auto or play, you know. um, Oh, what's the name of the. I can't it think of the, No, I'm, the, the, I'm trying to think of the name of these um, the video game that my niece plays, oh. Fortnite.
0: Okay. You know Fortnite, mm-hmm.
1: and you have these kids playing these games before they even know what right or wrong is. Yeah. You know, and then the language and everything you have, yeah. you have teachers who are trying to teach a classroom, and you have parents who are making it difficult. For a teacher to teach because the parents won't parent their child, they want to a attack lot of the, the parents
0: teacher. Are not that old themselves, right? That's you know? true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You know. My so my daughter was a teacher for a while, and she said that a lot of her students' parents listened to rap and went to rap concerts and things like that. So what if, if the parent is doing little, what's the child gonna do?
1: Yeah, and I I don't think that all rap is bad. But I do Mm -hmm. have a problem with, and I call it negative rap because if, if, you know, I think that it makes our, our girls get used to be calling, excuse me for, this is a beep beep if you have kids listening, but I think that our daughters are being used to calling bitches and hoes and that, you know, our girls are, you know, a lot, they're used to the breast being out, the butt being out, that that's acceptable. You know, the the boys, all they all they really talk about now is sex. And it's not yeah. in a temptations or a a temptations or whispers or a Luther Vandross type of way. It's
2: in you not know? a respectful way.
1: It's not in a respectful way at all. It's so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And it's more so about what's what the the negative mindset of a man who has no respect really for a woman. Right. And what he wants to do. So I think that it's affecting relationships as they grow. As relationships for our teenagers, relationships for 20s, relationships for 30s. Because, I don't know, you just have a culture that is, is, is just, I, it's not of respect. Well, it's a, and positivity. Mi-
2: it's a mixture of different generations. It's a mixture of uh, what's, what's popular. And many of the songs that are popular are the ones that have the worst, uh, um, lyrics, lyrics. Um, yeah. and I, you know, I see it with the teenagers and I see it with the young adults, you know, that it's just so easy for them to sing out loud. This song full of beep, beep, beeps cussing, in front yeah. of your parents, yeah. in front of me, like they are singing a Beatles song.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know, or
2: yeah. Lathrop Panther, or, yeah. you know, the songs that we used to sing when we were younger. And for them to just sing out loud these songs with all these words that I did not uh Used when I was a child, and for them, it's like a regular word, you know. Yeah. And, it's,
1: and it's unnecessary. I challenge the rappers out here to be able to truly show your your craft. If you're really good at what you say that you're good at doing, you should be able to do it without cussing, you know. Well, my,
0: when they first came out, you want the rap songs. When they first came out, there was no cussing, yeah, in the rap song.
1: But now it's like the more they cuss, the better they feel as if they're doing. But I I was always taught that it it takes an ignorant person not to be able to have a conversation without cussing.
0: Without cursing. Mm -hmm. That's correct. That's correct.
1: And when you're constantly, like you say, the bleep, 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 bleep. It's like, what are you feeding to your own generation? And they actually have, they have the ability to make a change. Our our musicians and our actors and things, they have the ability to make a change when it comes to our young people and relationships. They really do.
2: Yeah, but they only see the ratings and what uh, somehow, you know, our generation has been bombarded with shootings, with lyrics that are unthinkable, you know, Mm -hmm. for us that are the older generations and they don't even react emotionally when there's a shooting because there's no. so many of them because they play with the video games like you yes. said so it has been right stuck in their brains since they were young when it's they enormous. were playing
0: mm-hmm. so yeah. they
2: have no emotions
0: Synthetize to it to yeah it. desensitized
1: yeah. completely
2: yes so yeah. how can we expect them to be respectful and how do we expect them to react against abuse and how do we expect them to see the wrong from right when things that are horrific and that are happening around the world is normal to them
1: or that they're revictimizing victims on a regular basis? They're mm-hmm. actually promoting um, PTSD in some people. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't think that people are as strong as they used to be. Yeah. No. and i I believe that. I believe that we can still make a difference. Just um, out of curiosity, um, you know, Kathleen, give me give me one suggestion that you feel as if will help families um enduring trauma, flip it, and help them get to where they're not suffering. From the level of trauma, what what can make them turn it around into something um, more positive? Help to remove that well, trauma from their from their hearts.
0: Well, a lot, especially in the African American uh, culture, we don't think talking, going, getting counseling and therapy, mm-hmm. especially as a family, we, we we think that makes us weak. But to me, to be able to sit down and share what is going on, what's bothering you, what's bothering me, what has caused you to be hurt, what's caused me to be hurt. It's the strongest thing you can do as a person and definitely as a family. That's the strongest thing you can do for yourself
1: I agree. and for your family. I agree. I totally agree.
2: And it's the same thing for the Hispanic community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's no difference, you know. So, I, yeah, I totally agree with Catherine. He's sitting down talking, um, getting deep down to the core of the problem and being supportive of each other's emotions and trying to learn how to use our emotions to get to the root of the problem and really be supportive, you know, like sit down the whole entire family and really Mm -hmm. be proactive to to care, and to um, give very positive feedback when somebody is yeah. trying to make a small change mm-hmm. because that yeah. will make a world of a
1: difference. I say take yeah, ownership. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take ownership in what it is that you're bringing into the home that can cause negativity or stress, you know, within the home, take ownership of it. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't blame others for really what's coming out of you. hmm You know, and part of going back to what Kathleen just said and what you said, counseling. Counseling makes a huge difference, and there is a stigma against counseling within both the African-American and the Hispanic communities. Mm-hmm which I don't understand, I don't understand why, what, what is there to be afraid of? It's not putting someone in your business. It's really allowing an educated, someone who's educated in, in psychology, counseling, therapy, to be able to help you learn how to communicate, learn how to identify um, the stressors, learn how
2: I think I. Have possibly one of the answers is, mm-hmm. at least for the Hispanic community, we were always taught not to get involved, not to speak up, to be respectful to people in authority, right? And even though there were some sort of catastrophic abuse, um let's say the church, mm-hmm. you know, um in our cultures, we were told don't say it, don't speak up, Mm. be quiet. Mm. So how are we expecting all of a sudden, okay, now you can speak up, now you can say it, it's a whole process, it's a whole, and it it doesn't really happen, you're not really ready until you are ready to change as a person. It's very hard for a teenager to go and say, you know, this, unless... They get to a really bad position where they're thinking to kill themselves. They might reach out to someone. But I think the aha moment happens when we are much older. We are ready to change some things that we have done bad in the past, and we want to be a better person. And that's when we reach out for counseling. That's when we reach out to be a better person. Uh, but it, it it comes within you, and sometimes you have to touch bottom to to see that it's time for you to to look for help, additional help. I don't know if you can relate to that or not. I can, not. I can.
1: But but I yeah. do believe yeah. that a lot of our youth, our teenagers, and the millennials are more open to counseling than what we were or what our parents were you know I was always open to counseling but I learned about counseling from television and I learned about counseling from a classmate who was going through counseling and when I mentioned it to my parents I was basically told that black people don't do that Hmm. so I literally found a counselor myself and went. I went found a psychiatrist and I went um, after school And I forged my parents' name to a permission slip. And my family found out that I was going to see the psychiatrist when they got their Blue Cross Blue Shield bill. You Mm. know, and I couldn't go anymore. But what I learned helped me a lot. And how old Mm -hmm. were you? I was about, I was, I was, I wasn't driving. I was on the bus. So I had to be 15. Wow. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I had a car at
2: 16, so I had to be 15. Oh, I remember my mom trying to drag me to counseling because I was having a hard time when we moved from Mexico to the U.S. and I was not having any friends and I mm-hmm. was really struggling with depression. And she tried really hard to get me into counseling and I was running the opposite way.
1: <laughs> but see,
2: your mother was proactive. She was proactive, yeah. mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. but... No, I was not ready to go there. I was thinking, "How no i don't need I don't need the help. you know mm-hmm. I, I was like, "I'm fine, but she could see that I was not fine
1: that That's very proactive of your mother, right. I commend her yeah. for that yes, yes
0: yeah yes. in in my opinion, uh trauma is why the city has become the way it has become you know the blind and. Over here in Brightmoor, we have whole blocks where there are no homes, mm-hmm. and trauma. You know that they're saying hurt people, hurt people. Yes, that that that's just going to keep going until until we can figure out a way to get people who are hurting to get counseling, to get past the trauma they have in their lives. We're gonna, i don't care how much we built it up, the city is mm-hmm. still gonna be torn down because we still got people with trauma out here destroying things because they don't know how to deal with their lives.
1: They don't know how to make something positive out of, out of their lives.
0: Yes. 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 They get new homes and they tear them up. I mean, you have a new home. Why would you want to tear up where you have to lay your head? Mm -hmm. You know, don't want to cut the grass. Um, over here, we had a trouble with, with dumping, they dump things everywhere. Why? Don't you want beauty? My my grandchildren went to school uh, at Seven Mile and Losser, across Losser, and all mm-hmm. the homes are nice. And they said, this is a neighborhood. Why we can't move into a neighborhood? We live in the hood. We don't live in a neighborhood. Children shouldn't have to think that way. That's yeah. trauma itself. Yeah. You know? You don't have to think that way.
1: You know, but and I understand that, but that's where parents have to move at bettering themselves so that their children can see that things can change. You know, if, if you are, if spouses, if you have a spouse that has endured trauma, you know, I agree that you should go to counseling there too so that yes. you can learn how to handle things amongst, you know, between the two of you and then eventually bring the children in as well. So you can work yes. things out as a family. Yeah. You know, um, yes. that, that, that to me makes a big, huge difference. And I know that family counseling is very big now, is very big now. And I think that it's starting to trickle into our communities, but that's also trickling into more of middle to upper middle class. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because many people within our lower class community may not have the ability to go to a counselor or may not know that they have the ability to go to a counselor because there are a lot of free um, counseling you know, locations available. And with the, with the, with the internet, there's so much information that's out there, but you just have to be careful because you don't know what's, what's good, what's not good, what's, what's positive or what's negative, or if someone's really trying to get into someone's mind that really don't belong there.
2: I think you just said something very uh, important internet, Google, you know, uh, nowadays, (laughs) this new generation seems to fix everything with the internet. They want a solution, they go to Google, they don't need to reach out to the parents anymore. Um, They just look at YouTube, a video, how to do things, you know, how to put things, how to tie a tie, how to, you know, Parents are no longer accountable for their children's lives mm-hmm. because there are all these videos on how to do things that we are losing this communication with our children.
1: Yeah, yeah you, you right. are. You are right. And losing communication between um, husbands and wives, too, Definitely. because yeah. so many people are online instead of talking to each other. You know? My love logical little sister has met a wonderful man and he dates her. He courts her. You know, he he likes to do things. Um the going to the winery, you know, um, they in their city where they live, you know, they have a gondola and he did a gondola ride for her, you know. He does he buys flowers and things like that and Women, she appreciates it because she was raised to appreciate it. It's not, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with being courted. And I think no. that we've taken that away from ourselves. And I'm not saying me because I like dating and I like being courted. But when I say we, I'm speaking of people, you know,
0: yes.
1: women don't, women say I can open my own door. I don't need somebody to open up a door for me. There's nothing right. wrong with letting a man treat you like a lady I agree. and open yeah. up a door for I you. Agree. That's not saying that you can't do it yourself It's saying, I respect you. And I think that you are a lady and let yeah. yourself be that if, even if your yeah. significant other is a, 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 another female, let her open up a door for you.
0: Yeah. You know, there's
1: yeah. nothing wrong with it. You know, yeah. find, find, Dates should not always have to be expensive, you know. There are museums. I remember growing up going to art galleries, mm-hmm. going to museums. There's there's so many free things to going do. To the park. Yes. Put some, put are some. Go to the to buy water.
0: That's the most yes. romantic thing you can
1: do. It really is. You know, go to the park. Remember picnics. Yes. yes, you know, and things like that yes, yes yeah. and to me it takes a it takes a man with a good heart and some level of pride within himself to where he doesn't care if he looks soft when it comes to his woman because the man to me a man who feels as if another man looks soft because he's courting and appreciating a woman. It's something wrong yeah. with, it's something wrong with that person who's feeling that way yeah. other than the yeah. person who's doing what he's doing. And I think that that's something that needs to come back into the home as well. Yeah. You know, when you got with someone, you want to go out, go out. And it's not always to the movies or not always to dinner, you know, find other things to do. Definitely. Yeah. Go fishing.
2: Go for a walk,
1: go for a walk, look at the stars. Yes. Remember when we used to go on top of the cars and look at the
2: stars?
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. What happened to that? (laughs) And it's almost like, it's almost like everybody, it's like, I'm doing it, but I'm only doing it if it's going to lead to sex.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this.
1: If leads the sex, I'm going to do this cause it's going to make this person want to have sex. And it's like, mm-hmm. why does it always have to go to that?
0: Sex. Right. Yeah.
1: Why not about getting to know each other? And I think that we've taken so much out of relationships building that our yeah. children don't really know how to build relationships because they're not seeing it. Exactly. No, yeah. they're
0: not seeing but it. With- when when they made the word bitch in a uh, term of endearment that that I don't understand, because if you call me a bitch, I'm ready to fight. Well, a lot of these young ladies, they just call each other bitch back and forth. Oh, bitch, you, I'm like, oh, no, no.
1: No, it's not acceptable. <laughs> and I say the no. same thing. And, you know, one thing that I was taught is, you know, that's a female dog in heat. Yeah. And I'm And my mother always told me, you're not a dog. You're not a right. dog, you know, and yes, when it comes to some people, a woman might be in heat, but at the same time, she's still not a dog.
0: No, that's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But if, you know, we have to learn how to respect ourselves and we have to learn how to respect our partners. You know, yeah. there was a, um, back, oh man, it had to be, I think about 10, 12 years ago there was a movie that was on with Kirk Cameron and I think it's the marriage pact Mm -hmm. where it was a book of 31 days, 30 days of things to do to help to build your marriage or build your relationship. And it gave you something new to do every day for your partner and normally it was so, without your partner knowing that you were doing the book, but I used to have um, I used to have a birthday group that I belonged to, and we would get together once a month to celebrate birthdays for that month. and we would talk about relationships and marriages and things like that. And several of my friends actually bought that book. And it got to a point where I actually bought the book for some of my friends, you know, mm-hmm. who would talk to mm-hmm. me about their relationships. But that book literally pulled them back together again.
2: That's beautiful. It, mm-hmm. it
1: it grew their marriage because it makes you see the things that you that you're not doing but it also helps mm-hmm. you see the level of appreciation from the little things. And it was something mm-hmm. as simple as leaving a note yes, or saying something, you know, complimentary, oh, you, you look know,
2: beautiful. We yes. don't say that anymore. No,
1: right? no, you look beautiful. Now let's go lay down. No. <laughs> and I mean, those are the things that to me can help even a person that has been traumatized by a previous relationship or they're going yes. through something, some level of depression, or or just your household is out of balance. Mm-hmm. It's yes. the little things like that that makes a difference. That's it really right. does. Yes. yes. You know, I want to bring family back. Yeah. Yeah, it can that's, be done.
0: And, and but, that's something that we want to work on with the young ladies in this community too. Mm-hmm. Learn to appreciate yourself. To learn to love yourself. To learn to honor yourself. Mm-hmm. And and that we believe that would help them become less susceptible to becoming victims of human trafficking or prostitution or drugs or alcohol or anything that yeah
1: to where they don't have to uh,
0: human beings. Yes,
1: you're basically saying so that way they don't have to worry about. Um, They'll they'll care more about themselves. Where the boys won't be able to talk, as my mother yes. used to say, holes yeah. into their heads.
0: Yeah, right. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, I and want that, to. And um, it, it still goes back to the family too, as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: You know? Hmm. I think that that all yeah. makes a difference. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's a. Now I would like to see some of our 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 girls. Remember back in the, when you had etiquette class and yeah. you also had, well, you had etiquette class. You had, what was it, um, cotillions mm-hmm. and different things where the girls would learn um, how to be a lady and the guys would learn how to be a gentleman. And yeah. I would actually like to see things like that come back. And yeah. I was going to say here now I know Nicole Beecher um, of Nicole Beecher International on Facebook and her last name is B-E-E-C-H-E-R. And Nicole has actually opened up a etiquette school here in Metropolitan Detroit.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. So if you go on, it's Beecher, B-E-A-B-E-E-C-H-E-R-E-E-E- Etiquette School, E-T-I-Q-U-E-T-T-E, Michigan. let's see, I don't have my glasses on, dashmichigan.com. So, and if you want that information, just inbox me, but it's Nicole Beecher Etiquette School, and it's right here within Metropolitan Detroit. And my thing is, let's start with self. Everyone talks about self-love, um, self-help. And everything else. So you do have to work on yourself. So if you need counseling to help you deal with some of the traumas that you grew up with, um, stop re-victimizing yourself. Stop blaming yeah. yourself for the things that happened to you and and find a way to grow out of whatever it is is going on within you, you know. Yeah. And that includes me because a lot of times I fall, but I keep getting up. And, you know, people who know me know that I've been through a lot of trauma. I suffer from PTSD from getting hit by a suburban um, as a pedestrian. And it's been nine and a half years now. But I keep getting up. I'm never Mm -hmm. going to stay down, never going to stay down. And eventually I'm gonna rise so high to where you guys are going to be like, dang, that was the girl that did that podcast in mm-hmm. in Detroit. Now look at her. Shoot, she hanging out with Oprah. <laughs> Definitely. So we have to start with healing ourselves. If your husband or your significant other has endured some type of a trauma in their life, try to talk positivity into them. When they get negative Come back with positive. Okay. If something happens, ask them what's the positive that they can get out of what's happened to them. And
2: I think also when people are enduring trauma, the last thing they want to hear is their trauma. Right. They they want a supportive spouse that is going to... Take them out of their panic mode and say, I got you. Everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And concentrate into something else that is going to bring them down to that peace. So you as a spouse need to be supportive. You as a child need to be supportive. You as a family member need to be supportive and need to learn, read how you can help those people that um, have some trauma in their lives.
1: I think that, yeah, that makes, that makes a big difference. And one of the things too, is once you start hearing, once you start healing yourself and your spouse, you're going to trickle and start healing your children just by seeing you grow and then do it as a family. And the name of the book um, that I was talking about, is called the love, dear. It's called the love, dear d-a-r-e yes and the name of the movie was fireproof so the it it tells you a way to fireproof your marriage and there is a website called fireproof.com fireproofmymarriage.com and then they have like a year of devotions for couples they actually have um retreats and things like that for married couples and there are retreats for couples in general. I'd love logical um actually had a retreat out there for couples for father's day. And I'm going to be doing another retreat for couples this fall because okay. there's a necessity. I grew up in a household to where my parents would go and get a hotel room because my mother said that you have to get out of your own bed. Yeah. You know, so and we could not call them or bother them unless somebody was bleeding or half dead. Mm -hmm. That was the only (laughs) way we were allowed to, you know, and they would go out on dates and things like that. And, you know, I've had I've had people tell me, well, you're not going to find or you're not going to get the type of relationship that your parents had. And I actually had allowed that person to get into my head saying, well, maybe, you know, Maybe I won't. But now I'm saying, why not? I'm worth it.
2: Definitely. That's it right. Be, it can be
1: better. Too. Yeah, it could be better. I'm worth well, it. I want somebody who right. wants to do something special with me and my parents danced together. My parents would, you know, they they go out and they had dates and things like that. Did they get into their arguments and everything else? Yes, they did, because they're human. Any humans are going to have arguments and disagreements and everything else, but they also bounce back. Definitely. They bounce back. My parents taught me how to love. And then marriage, relationships are a struggle. And at my age now, I am a proud 52, soon to be 53. I'm not one of those women that's afraid to tell my age because I'm on this side Mm -hmm. of the dirt, so I'm good with telling it. And you know, I feel as if when we're dating at 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 my age, you should be getting to know the person and spending time with them to find out what they like to laugh together
2: at any age.
1: At yes, at any age, laugh together, enjoy each other, you know. And I want for my daughter. I want my daughter to be respected. Yeah. I want her to know what it's like to have real dates. Mm-hmm. You know. And to grow, uh, to be grow into friendship, and then grow into relationship.
0: Yes.
1: You know, not because I talked to you on the phone. Now you're my woman. No, just because you talk to me don't make me your woman.
0: Definitely. Right.
1: Yeah. So every
0: time we see each other, we in bed, and yeah. we don't know anything about each other. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, and I want to see, I want to see a difference within our communities. Trauma affects so many of us so yeah. many of us and if you look at trauma you own up to your own traumas you own up to the things that maybe you're passing down to your kids find a way to fix it find yeah. a way to fix it yeah you know if it's going into your relationships Find a way to fix it. If you keep ending up yeah. with the same type of people, find a way to fix you.
2: Definitely. Yeah. And surround yourself with positive people that are going to yeah. help you get to the yeah. goal that you want.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Tomorrow is a day of reflection for me. I'm going to a quiet retreat um, mm. th- with with Grow From Your Overflow with Denine TV. Mm. And it's it's just a eight forty five to three thirty, and one of the Capuchin in the at the Capuchin retreat in Washington, Michigan. And it's oh. you know you have a room for the day, you have the the grounds to take a walk on, which are just beautiful. You have the the pond there. You have, it's, you know, it's the Capuchin retreat. So you have Jesus, you have Mother Mary, you have everyone, the statues and things. You have the Ten Commandments around you. But there's so many different trails. And I was there earlier this year and looking forward to tomorrow. And it gives me a time to reflect on me, you know. And it gives me a time to think about the things that I need to change and I need to work on in my life. Great.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that many of us need that time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm, we have to get ready to, to sign off here. So, Ms. Kathleen, give us something that you want to leave everyone with today. And did you get anything out of today?
0: Oh, it was wonderful. Thank you, and I hope you invite me back again. And the one thing that I want everybody to do is to love yourself before you try to love somebody else. Mm-hmm. If you can't love yourself, you can't love somebody else. So that, that, that sticks in my mind. I had to learn that. Mm-hmm. I had to learn to love myself so I could love so many others. And I had to learn to love myself to know... I'm not going to deal with just anything either. Mm -hmm. I would rather be by myself than have to deal with just anything because I love myself just that much.
1: That is so So true. that's what I want. Thank
2: you. And Claudia? Well, again, thank you for allowing me to speak and share my thoughts. And I want to tell the people to listen to your gut feeling. Your God is always telling you a warning or is giving you heads up mm-hmm. of something. So yeah. don't ignore it. Listen to it and take action. Don't let anyone else decide for you. Your God feeling is your best ally. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: And I want to say thank you to those who have listened to all three um, sessions on trauma? What is trauma? And, you know, our candid conversation, because you are the best thing that's ever happened to you, because without you, there's, there's, you don't have your children, you don't have, you know, your relationships, you don't have your successes, you don't have the opportunity to fail and get back up again. And failure is just a precursor to success. You know, don't be afraid to go to counseling to get some help. Um, Don't be afraid to admit that you have a problem. Go get help. Don't be afraid to say, I need to love me. I need to figure out how to get rid of the traumas that have affected me and that's stopping me from moving forward in my life. You know, and one of the things that Deneen TB um, had me do was to take sticky notes and just write out all of my thoughts on everything that came to mind um, on those sticky notes until I got everything out and then to put them in order as far as what is extremely important. What do I need to address now? What's important that needs to be addressed soon and what is, what can be addressed at a later time and what do I need to just let go of? Just let go, you know, and I've done that and I'm I'm going to do that again because I'm thinking I need to do it on a regular basis. And, you know, we have to heal. We have to heal within yes. within, within ourselves. And yeah. healing is not sitting around with a bunch of traumatized um, <laughs> negative people and crying about what's happened to you because you're not getting anywhere. It's about dealing with traumatized positive people who's trying to make a difference and who's trying to grow and you support each other by linking arms and holding each other up. So if you have someone who's traumatized, bringing you down, tell them, give them the name of a counselor. Yes. Yes. Put yourself first. And yes, put yourself first. So we're going to um, end tonight by saying thank you for listening You know, as always, love logical. DNA not required for you to be a part of our family. And we're biological by nature. We're love logical by choice. And we love you all. Thank you. Good night.